the notorious Draft Boy! Welcome back to Drop Boys, the OFL Drop Podcast. As always, joined by Miles Hito and myself, Whitey Lads. How we doing? So good, ready to rumble. Oh, you like that? Yeah, I don't know what that was about this week, but I just felt the notorious sounded right. Hundred percent, Hito's ready to rumble. Like Ronnie's off to a good start. Pogba's going well. Like all of his people that he's picked up off the waiver have just like turned into gold. Oh, the, the boys uh, climbing. The boys climbing. I haven't moved yet on the ladder, but I'm coming. I'm coming. If only if it was off his own back and not just being such a Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> Look, that's an attribute, you know. It was strategic. It was on purpose. Talk about right place, right time, though. Bottom of the table is a good place to be. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, Hato. Last year, I picked up Bamford from that one of those first waivers, and I ended up winning the league. So. It could be your year, buddy. It could be. It could be. You comparing Paddy B to Ronnie or? Oh, just that you get like, <laughs> you know, you get 200 points from nowhere type thing, you know? Yeah, I know. But we'd like to see. Plus, Very disappointing. I'm not Pogba. salty at all. I'm not salty at all. No, you sound totally on board, mate. <sighs> I'm so annoyed. I'm so annoyed. It's like the perfect reward for drafting terribly. Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. I told you I wasn't salty. <laughs> yeah, clearly not. Yeah. All right, boys. Uh, look, why don't we get straight into it? I want to talk about points. Um, so, I mean... You should probably let's... go first, mate. I know. Okay. Look, this week is not a fair representation of my team. I think... Oh, my... yeah. Oh, yeah. Hito, shut up. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Ronnie, you bloody one horse, one trick pony. All right. 27 points is what I got. I had fucking every bloody injury possible. And I, I drafted with injuries too. Foden and Rashford have been on my bench this whole time. Still second in the league. Um, but yeah, no, real tough league. So, Semedo got six points. That's all I have to say. Oh, and Aspie with a late assist coming on. And Gray getting me another goal three in three weeks. Pretty happy with that. Oh, keeping you alive. Keeping me alive. But yeah, nice, the, the nice, injuries nice. were tough and red cards and shit. Wasn't good. Mm. Anyway, Milo, I think you, who's next? Who got the next biggest week? Look, I'll I'll go. I think I did have the bigger week than Hedo, possibly. I haven't uh, seen No, I got score. you by one point, baby. You've got mm. me. All right, I'll go next then. Yeah. Um I'm look, uh, I got a goal from Fernandez and Antonio got me minus one, but my defense was just so good, you know, like Cancelo and um, you know, Creswell, Lonzo, Van Dyke, everyone got me clean sheets as well as Edison. So if I've got any chance of winning this league, I think my defense is going to have to carry me through. It's it's always the defense, hey, that like when you're having a shit week attacking-wise and you just see all these cleanies pop up, you're like, oh, thank God for that. Yeah, I, you, I feel like I kind of got saved. You, they're underrated, yeah. the defense. Like it is an underrated part of the game for sure. Yeah. Well, man, you're lucky as well that the... They allowed the Brazilian players, Edison, because you had Edison. You have Edison and Allison. They both could have not. You could have had zero keeper this week. I know, and I, I I picked the wrong one, didn't I? Yeah, luckily it was only three points difference. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take it. But Hito, I've taken enough enough time. Talk to us. 
Well, I, I bipped you by one point, as I said before. So 53 this week. Not a bad haul. And, Is that your uh, biggest year in week in like since you won the trophy? Pretty much. Two years ago? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the pause. So I good. I, I, got, I got some good scores last season. We're not salty at all, dude. No. No, you're not. It's, I'm just going to... I feel like I'm going to get this all season now. So I'm preparing myself. I've got thick skin. But yeah. Points not from, from Ronnie, buddy. I like it. <laughs> well, points from Ronnie. So 13. Uh, Pogba with nine. Um, and then a couple of defensive points from Wolves players. Uh, picked up the Wolves keeper this week. He just uh, glazed so, over Ronnie, eh? Points from Ronnie. Like, just like points <laughs> from Ronnie. Whatever. He's going to be know. so used to saying it this year. You know? but he's, he's if there's any time to be excited, it's now. I was just adding some content think... for, you know, the, the Man U game when we get to it. I okay, don't want to. Yeah. But you can tell us how fucking excited you are. <laughs> Look, pretty stoked. Pretty stoked, to be honest. Not, not often I'm stoked by a Man United result, but I was, I was on the weekend. I bet. Nice. Well, um, yeah, does that f- cover you there, Heat? Were they yeah, your main uh, performers? That's, yeah, that's my main returners, yeah. All right, well, let's get into Snapchat. Uh, now, Snapchat, as we keep saying, is not the same as it used to be right now because we're still locked down. We can't bring snacks to each other. But normally we would rate and uh, berate each other's drinks and uh, and snacks that they bring for the pod. But, uh, yeah, this week, uh, yet again, we're just going to be doing our own thing. Uh, Miles, what do you got this week? Yeah, so um, I uh, I just had my second jab yesterday, so my Ooh. snack today is um is just Nurofen. I'm just <laughs> snacking on a, a, a few painkillers, crunchy. And uh, for my, I'm washing them down with you know my classics at the moment, Heineken, the Champions oh, League drink of choice, Brecky beers, Brecky beers. Yep. So welcome back, the week of Champions League. That's it. That's it. So what about good. you, Hedo? What you got? Boys, I've got a bit of a, a curveball for you this week. To, you know, you might be a bit surprised at me. I had a little work gift package arrive again. I'm being treated for being a good boy, and I'm going for a Moondog craft beer. Oh my goodness! Wow. But is it zero alcohol? No, it's alcoholic. Four point five percent. Old mate pale ale. Nice. Well done. That sounds Welcome interesting. Back, You're gonna hate that. Yeah, well, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I've gone crafty too. I've got a uh, I've got a stone and wood cloud catcher, which I'm excited about. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna crack that bad boy. Fuck cloud on. catcher would would that be a cider or is that still a beer? No, it's a beer. It's a uh, what do they? Oh, it's a pale ale. It's a pale ale. Oh, it's quite delicious. It's in a bottle, not Love a tin. It. For a change. So, love yeah. It, love it. Back to the old school. Oh, wait. No, man. I cracked one for you. Did you? <laughs> a whispers. Okay, nice. All right. All right. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Game week five. Game week five. Okay. Now, to kick us off, uh, we're going to preview Newcastle versus Leeds. Uh, Newcastle played United and got smashed. Ronald had something to say about that. Yep. Not the McDonald kind. And uh, Leeds got beaten 3-0 by uh, Liverpool. So continuing that kind of bad run to the start of this season that they've been having. Um, yeah, boys, Newcastle, 
It was one big thing to me. Yeah. That fucking counter. That's good, hey? Dude, that was juicy. Yeah. That was like such a good run from Almiron. Laid it off for ASM, who'd like basically perfectly flicked it on. And such a good finish too. I was like, oh. Yeah, it was a nice goal. It was a nice goal. Made a bit spicy, 1-1. One, one. The fact that it was to, yeah, to draw it 1-1 one, one was just, oh, it was very nice. Yeah. Very nice. I mean, it went south from there, but very nice. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, think I will it's... say, you know, like, you know, the scoreline, I, I know that United deserved to win and stuff, but I, I thought that Newcastle played quite well. And I think that there are, you know, a few fantasy assets that we could start to consider. Um, what's their fixtures looking like, Kate? Yeah, so obviously Leeds this week, and then they've got Watford, Wolves, Spurs, Palace. So not too bad. Yeah, yeah. Wolves, I just Wolves, don't. Yeah. Not great though. I just yeah. don't see them beating so many of those teams. Like no, I feel not like at the moment this is Le- this will be Leeds's chance to get out. You know, get a result for me. Oh yeah. I just think that like Newcastle are bottom of the pecking order at the moment. Um, but they do have some interesting fantasy assets regardless who, you know, kind of consistently getting returns. I mean, yeah. Sam Maximum has been a name floating around a bit. He's not getting big hauls, but he's, he's definitely involved and he does look pretty up for it this season. Yeah. He's chipping away. He's got two assists, one goal. Four. For sure. I, as a third striker, I think that you can't really go by him at the moment. Yeah. I know there's a few more options that we'll be talking about later in the pod, but if uh, if he's available and the other ones aren't, I think he's a goer. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so too. He's definitely the kind of player that might play outside of the form of that, that team. Um, okay, let's talk about Leeds. Uh, another loss for them. Uh, in fairness, it was against Liverpool. Yeah. Um, Hito, what did you think of Leeds in, this, in that game? Oh, man, before the red card... It was probably one of the most exciting games I've watched this season when both teams were just gunning for it. There was, I think, about 15 or 20-minute period there where it was just counter after counter and it was so open and exciting. They just struggled a little bit with that final shot. Um, They looked threatening, but it didn't come to too much. A few little chances here and there. I think Rafinha had a chance, but he shot it straight at Alisson. That red card. Who got the red card? Uh, it was Strauk. Strauk. Uh, he came on for an injured defender, oh. and then he got the red. Um, that a was bit brutal. unlucky, but yeah, I think it's it's justified for the level of damage that he did. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Um, that long range chip attempt from Paddy B was so spicy. Oh, that was nice. Oh, yeah. yeah, but besides yeah. that, they weren't. It didn't excite me too much. So obviously, it's against Liverpool, but. Um, I'm just hoping this doesn't play out long-term, this this form. Yeah, I, I would say anyone who kind of went hard on Leeds is probably suffering right now. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I don't have them um, at the moment. We'll see, I'm sure that'll change. But uh, yeah, so this week we're introducing a new thing. Uh, normally we do our predictions and we all take our turns and we decide, you know, the score and we take a guess. But we thought it might be more fun that we host a vote, uh, win, lose, or draw, we can all vote for one. And uh, then we'll just quickly have a discussion about why we think that and who we think might score. So uh, why don't we start with a vote for Leeds win? Yeah. Yep. 
I'm on. I vote for that. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> First vote unanimous. <laughs> oh yes. And now yeah. we can't agree every week, boys. But uh, yeah, I just feel like, as we said, Newcastle just don't seem like. It seems like the week that Leeds is going to get a result. It's the fixture you would like. And they haven't lost a, a key player with the red card or anything crazy. And yeah. who knows, we might see Dan James with a with a start this week after coming on as a sub. Yeah, for sure. He is definitely an interesting player that I think everyone's going to be watching. I'm sure he's picked up in most uh, leagues. Um, okay, and uh, yeah... Is it going to be a convincing win, or is it going to be a? Uh, is it going to be just grinding one out and getting a result? I actually think that it's going to be something crazy, like three two or something. I, from what I saw from Newcastle last week, I think that they've they can score some goals, and I think Leeds will really put it on, especially with their run of fixtures. This could be the start of um, a massive massive fall for Leeds players. Okay, so can we agree on a number here, boys? I would say. What what did you say, Miles? Three two. Yeah, I'll back that. Yeah, I think that could be close. It could be spicy. Um, okay, let's move on to our next fixture here: uh, Wolves versus Brentford. Um, Wolves played Watford uh, and won two nil, mm-hmm. and Brentford played Brighton and lost one nil. Um, yeah, Wolves. I think yeah. this might yeah. be the start of something. Especially with that run of fixtures. Definitely. Me too. 100%. 100%, man. Like, uh, me personally, I, I picked up Wolves defenders, like a keeper and a defender for this run. Yeah, I uh, picked up Semedo. And taking that, you know, 12 points return straight up from two players, I'm very happy with that. So, yeah. No, that was good. You you had a good week on the, the waiver, uh, for sure. Some was earned, some wasn't. But... <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, mate. The, the low blows won't stop there. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, Wolves was a no-brainer almost. And, like, with the amount of chances they were putting on goal, mm. you know, and they got a new striker to kind of help Himmy um, up there. Uh, he seems a little bit uh, similar in build. I'm not really sure in terms of style, style of play, but um, mm. he looks maybe to be kind of a similar strong uh, centre forward. Yeah, target man. He's not he's not small, but uh, yeah, he kind of bundled one in there. But you know, good to get one in actually, on your debut. They actually call him the Bull. That's his nickname. Oh, really? Well, he yeah, like, he, he was a bull in a China shot when he scored the goal. Yeah, it was a yeah, bit, wasn't it? I think that brings us on to a really good point. We had a question from I think it was Beth eighty two or something like that. And um, she asked us about uh, a waiver debate between Huang and Edward from Palace. What do you guys think? I already know where I'm leaning towards. I guess they both came off the bench. Yeah. But, oh, shit. I think that Edward had the more impactful debut, um, as well as he's going into a team that has not been strong up front for a long time. And he's got some pretty good statistics to go along with yeah, it. He, so he scored a lot of goals at Celtic. I think he scored something like fifth was actually it was a lot. It was like fifty goals over like two seasons or something. He had like two twenty plus seasons. seasons. Oh I don't know. It was yeah. oh god. We're we're bumbling over our stats here. Someone someone's our stat guy is looking it up right now. 
That's my typing sound. Um, so I, I'd be agreeing with you until we get that stat, but um, I, I really like Edward long-term. Um, I think that yeah. Wang's going to be battling with Jimenez for the season. For and sure. Edward like, how can you just... Play himself in. Yeah. yeah. The only thing that concerns me, just to, he has scored a lot of goals. I haven't got the total, but last season, 18, 22 the season before, 15 the season before. So he's got a good run of goals in him. My only concern is that it was against a 10-man Tottenham. Um, who were quite struggling, That's... struggling mentally in that game. So I, I'm not sure about Palace. But yeah, I, look, so... I do agree with you in some way, but there's no better way to start your career with that kind of confidence. And we've seen what confidence does. And we'll get to Palace in a bit, but fuck, Zaha looks up for it. Like after yeah. watching yeah. that game, there's the first time in a long time that I was like, whoa, Zaha was like fucking keen. Yeah, because he just wasn't being a little bitch. You remember we yeah. said the before. Dude, you know, he was so sulky. Oh. But, you know, I, I really liked it. I think Gallagher's been in his ear, which we'll chat about later. But just, oh. just to round out that debate, I think that, you know, Edward, even though he did score against the 10-man Palace that Hito mentioned, I think that Palace were dominating Tottenham before he even came on. And I think that Palace will continue this this form. I think that they're... They're, they're looking good since the first game. They've built on on what they've been doing. So There's definitely uh, an, a signs of improvement, that's for sure. Like, we were all pretty yeah. nervous, and I think the signings are, like, they're making a difference. And, mm. yeah. Anyway, we sh- we'll talk about Palace when we get to them. Um, but, yeah, that, I think, for me, why don't we vote on it now? Uh, I'm voting Edward. Me too. Yeah, I would slightly lean. I'm about... 55% Edward as well. <laughs> For me, I just think, I think the attack of Wolves is stronger as a team for Huang to benefit from than Edward. I just think he's going to get less minutes. Though. But, I th- but that's, why, that's why I'm leaning him because I think he will play. Yeah. That's he's the 5%, on, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's guaranteed to play more. And okay. That's where I sit. All right. I'm with you. So unanimous, Edward. All right. Let's so, uh, let's talk about Brentford, but there's probably not too much to go through it. Whitey, why don't you just take us through a couple of talking points about Brentford? Oh, my boy Tony nearly floated one in from like halfway. Oh, it was that a was nice a chip too. It wasn't like the lofty chip. It was that no. low kind of just direct. It yeah, was just really the, nice. The bottom of the ball as it just slowly lifts. And he was so lackadaisical as he hits it. He's just like, I have a pop. And the ball like represented that too. It was just like shoo. And um, yeah. anyway, it didn't go too in. Far off in the end. It didn't go in. But our, us Tony owners can dream. Um, yeah. So and and in Buemo was I guess the other you know highlight from this game. Even though they lost, he had some good chances. He's playing really high up the pitch. Um, you know, I just I just don't know what's going to happen with Brentford. It is a really competitive Premier League this year. Like crazy competitive. And their and, fixtures are horrendous. Yeah, they're going to go through a pretty tough time. So, yeah, the, I think the only guys worth mentioning that team are Tony and Mbwembo for now. Um, and, yeah, there's not really much else to say. Um, how about we get a prediction here? Let's get a little uh, little, little vote going. Um, I'm voting Wolves. Yeah, I'm voting Wolves. I think we could see a draw. Okay. Yeah. So the but majority lose, goes us. Losing two wins. And uh, okay, what do we what do we think? If it is a win, Wolves, 
I think 2-1. I think Brentford do have a goal. No, I, I don't. I think if Wolves win it, yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's hard to... I think it could be, yeah, close. All right. I like Wolves' defence, you know. I think I think they'll keep a clean sheet. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's move on to our next game here. Burnley versus Arsenal. Um, Everton beat Burnley 3-1. Uh, and Arsenal lost... Oh, sorry, won. Sorry, I'm so used to saying that. My bad. Um, Arsenal won 1-0 uh, against Norwich. So, yeah. Burnley. Our boy. Our big boy, yeah. Ben Mee. Ben Mee. Shout out to the one and only. <laughs> Big Ben Me, yeah. He deserved it. Like, he really got in some good chances from set pieces this game. And, um, yeah, you know, he, he he does have that set piece goal. 200th yeah. Prem appearance as well. Mm. Good on him. He, good on him. We love him. Yeah. He, he, he got on top of that header, but I think Everton fucked up a bit there. Their main defender left the the huddle of, of tall boys waiting for a cross as he went out to close down the the follow-up cross, which led to the goal. So a bit poor from Everton leading to that. Yeah. Um, guys, anything interesting you from a Burnley perspective against Arsenal? Do you think no. maybe their defence can keep Arsenal out who haven't been crazy prolific, <laughs> as we all know? I don't think so. I think Arsenal will probably end up winning this game again. Um, but uh, just from a, a Burnley kind of fixture perspective, it doesn't look fantastic for me in the next four. They do Arsenal, Leicester, Norwich, and City. Um, so, yeah. like, I don't think this is the run of fixtures that we want for any Burnley player. Um, so, I think that we should just probably move on to Arsenal. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, Arsenal won one nil against Norwich. They've got a win on the board, and albeit a sweaty one, but they yeah. got one. First goal of the season. Oh my god! I laughed so hard. It was like the most classic goal that you'd expect for them to finally get one over. It was such a mess. It was disgusting in so many ways. It actually was quite a nice attempt from Pepe that came off the post and it was just such a fucking mess after that. And I was just laughing. Like as it was happening, I'm like, oh my God, is this their first goal? And it went in and I was like, oh, okay. And and the fans celebrated like it was a worldie. (laughs) So funny. But yeah. I was a bit, obviously, I think the, the fact that they were more attacking is a nice promising sign, but you'd hope they'd get, you know, convert a few more against Norwich. Um, yeah. And Odegaard looks um, like he's getting into the team a bit. They kind of needed that creative spark in the middle of the pitch. Yeah, I think between him and Smith-Rowe, they actually do have a, some creativity there. Um, you know, they're kind of similar to me, those guys, in a lot of ways. Yeah. They've got decent and, pass on them and definitely get forward in the box. Mm. Yeah. And they've just got awesome go. fixtures, guys. They've got, like, for the next, like, six or seven games, they only play Tottenham and Leicester. Uh, and the rest of the teams are quite winnable, even for an Arsenal standard. Sorry, yeah. Arsenal fans. Um, but, yeah, I think that if there are a couple of attacking players, um, it's probably a good time to jump on them. Yeah, no, I'd agree. Like, you know, with a win under the belt now, it changes things from a week ago. You know, they could have lost against Norwich and then we were like, oh my God, it's over. Yeah, and they had a lot of their main starters come back in and the defence looked a lot more like they're starting 11. So maybe yeah. some 
defensive options for this run of fixtures. Okay, so let's lead into our prediction for this week. Uh, who do we reckon is going to win this one? I vote Arsenal, guys. I vote Arsenal. Mm. I was just typing up Arsenal's defence, but after one game, I'm not sure how convinced I am. Wow, brutal from Tom but Heaton. But, I'm being well, outdone by the, the majority. You're outvoted. Yeah. You're outvoted. But your, your um, hesitancy is noted. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, uh, let's let's move on to our next game: Liverpool versus Crystal Palace. Oh my God, Hito, you must be nervous after that Palace result. <laughs> I am oh my for God. sure. As long as we don't get under ten men, I think we're all right. Okay, Palace is. We'll, Palace we'll tell you that back has, to you. <laughs> Palace in history has been a little bit of a bogey team for Liverpool. Um, yeah, so mate, that's, it will be interesting. That's long gone now. We've we've wiped the floor clean with them. <laughs> oh, seasons, oh, I so. love this. <laughs> <Listen> <laughs> to him. He is just setting himself up to fail. Dude, the scars from who was it? Dwighty Gale scoring off his left and scoring off his right. In that mate, his, his, it was that long ago, mate. He's in an old age home now. That was so long ago. Oh my god. Why Gale is at Newcastle, mate? <laughs> in an old care home. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's let's talk. Let's talk about Liverpool. They they beat Leeds 3 0. Yeah. Um Hito, as our resident Liverpool fan, talk us through the game. What are we what are we liking? I think we looked really strong, boys. I'm liking this this run of performances we're putting together and I think the biggest blow is obviously the injury to Elliot. He's the fact that we're mm. now talking about how to who to fills his spot just shows you how well he's done. And I it's think it's sad he, to me. I just think that could really fuck up his career. Like we've seen it so many times at that age, how long these injuries take to come back from. Yeah. I hope it's not too bad because it was just a dislocation and they had surgery really quickly. Um, mm. Fingers crossed it's not too long, but I think he was starting to shape an. Uh, an interesting option in midfield for fantasy because he was playing a little bit more creatively than we typically have. So I think yeah. we've lost that option now in FPL. But obviously the main guys like Salah looked amazing, tap, you know, tapping in his 100th Prem goal. Man is just a beast. Um, Fabinho getting a, a tap in from a kind of corner rebound. Not too much of a regular scorer there. But overall we just looked really strong but then the red card turned the game. So Mm. Yeah, I think so too. And um, we've actually got another talking point from a fan. I forgot who sent this one in. Um, sorry about that. But someone asked us what they would do on a Mane for Pogba trade. Oh, Jesus. This is a really interesting one. Um, they've been, I think they have Mane and they've been offered Pogba. What would you guys be doing? Are you holding Mane or are you getting on the Ronnie train Dude. for those assists that Pogba? You know what this sounds like to me? I mean, mm. I know Pogba's had a great start to the season. Like, no doubting yeah. that. But we have not typically seen a lot of points from Pogs, mm. fantasy-wise. And the times that we have, he's been on pens. But, like, yes, he could get a lot of assists this season and he totally looks up for it. But this just looks like someone taking advantage of a good run of form for a player that, like, Mane is, like, pretty much nailed on. He's had some not great performances, but I just feel like Mane is going to outscore Pogba this season when you look at it. 
I'm so close because I agree with you, but I just think that, you know, Pogba stayed because Ronaldo came. Like that's been that's been uh, evident and it's been documented. And I just Talk think you. that it has. Actually, <laughs> dude, mate, so I, I, I love it. Like it's been documented. Like <laughs> who? Who is creating these documents? Marley just got some contacts inside <laughs> at Man U. Man, he's he's got visibility on the new Pogs Bro. contact. Yeah, it's coming in with his new 5G connection from his vaccination. He's just like, oh, I'm getting some documentation at Man United. He's hacking the mainframe. Yeah. Oh, my Look, God. Like, I, I would have to stick with Mane if I had to make a decision, but I am so tempted on Pogba just because he he just looks so good. And I'm, I'm really – I think that United are going to score more goals than Liverpool. That's why. Wow. Uh, yeah, I just have to disagree. Like, I just think that Pogba also, like, has had such a good start to this season, but he was playing further up the pitch. And I know he got still got an assist when he wasn't. Yeah. But it just... Listen, I just don't think it... This can. is perfect because we've got we've got a for and against and Hater can make the decision for our fan because, you know, they need a decision. I feel like he's going to be biased at the moment, though, because he's hating on Mane. No, That's... no, no. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> no, he won't. It is hard because I'm torn between, you know, the brain of and being logical instead of the heart, which is being emotional at the moment because I am annoyed at Mane's performances. <laughs> and he did take 10 shots this game. He was pretty dreadful, but he still gets a goal. And, he, and the goal he scored wasn't terrible. Either. No, it wasn't terrible. It's just... Towards the back end of last season, I started hating on some of his touches and his work rate and finishing. And I feel like we've maybe seen the best of him. Like, I'm not saying he's going to drop dramatically. Oh. I don't think we're going to see him go to the next level. I think he is what it no. is now. I, I do agree with that. I think, yeah, to be honest, if, if you're a Liverpool fan, uh, maybe keep because it's always nice having a player in your team as a non-strategy you have to pick a side here, mate. You can't say ifs. You just pick a side. Make a decision, buddy. Yeah, just do it. Now, what, what's the name? Pog, Pog. Oh, no! <laughs> Can we please document this shit? I really hope. Oh. I want to go. Like, come back on this. I'd take mate, the risk. It's documented. It's, it's documented. documented as much I feel as, risky. You know, I feel risky this week instead of the safety of the okay. country. It's All the right. beer. It's the beer. It's the beer. It's doing things to me, boys. I know. Oh, my God. How are you going with the beer? Halfway through the pod? It's not too bad, actually. I'm about, like, halfway through it. Oh, wow. Hito, yeah, what is happening bad. with you? Can you come over for beers now? As soon as lockdown's over? Lucky I quite like this one. Okay. Um, right. I think worth mentioning... Oh, yeah. We did mention Mane's goal. I, I did like that as a goal. Um, it was quite a nice turn and finish. But as Hito said, yeah, there were a lot of shots. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so Crystal let's Palace. talk about Palace. Yes. Yeah. Three nil to Tottenham. Dude, I'm loving Conor Gallagher right now, and I'm so glad Me he's too. a Chelsea player. Like, shit, he looks good. He's on every, or he was on most uh, set pieces as well. You have to mention, and he just looks like money. And I think that the best is yet to come for him. I think that, like, you know, all the doubts that we were having about Crystal Palace. Um, 
came around Zaha being the complete focal point yet again and that, you know, he just doesn't get excited anymore. I don't know. But Zaha seems up for it. Gallagher seems like a really good uh, player centrally um, and he's definitely getting in the box and getting in dangerous areas, you know, has scored some good goals. You know, he missed he missed out on a chance this week, but he got two assists and one yeah. of the balls he played through was amazing. I think it was yeah. the yeah, Edward's second goal. Yeah, because he won a pen by a handball, so it wasn't much of an assist. So, yeah, it would have been that. The other pass, yeah. that, that was such a nice ball straight through. I'm impressed. Yeah, he was one-on-one with Loris, and, you know, all he had to do was basically shape it, what, like a foot either way, and he scores. Mm. Um, but But now, as we mentioned before, that they may have solved their striker issue. I think that Conor Gallagher and Zaha are just going to benefit from having someone like Edward, who, you know, mm. is a bit ruthless, you know, not like a Benteke or an Ayu like they mm. previously had. Yeah. And um, I'm really excited to see uh, what Crystal Palace have in the next, you know, five to ten game, we- game weeks. I think we'll see typical stuff like we see from kind of like Leeds or whatever. They're a young, they're a young team now. They're pretty young. Lots of new yeah. players in there. Um, they're going to be inconsistent, no doubt, but there's also going to be like some players that really stand out this season. And for me, it's Gallagher, Zaha, Eduard. They're the big ones. Yeah. And they don't have a fantastic run of fixtures. Um, you know, Liverpool, Brighton, Leicester, Arsenal, Newcastle, City. So they don't look that tempting at the moment, but just after the performance before they were, uh, Tottenham were down to 10 men in the first half. They absolutely dominated. And, you know, Tottenham, starting last week at top of the table with their defence, which had basically got them there, Yeah, they completely tore them apart. Yeah, and they took so, it to um, West Ham the week before that. So it's yeah, signs they can do it against yeah. the, the bigger teams. The attack is there. Yeah. And I just think, yeah, I think another piece of the puzzle's there. I mean, as we said, the Premier League is super competitive this season, and this just shows it. You yeah, know, Crystal Palace have just beaten Tottenham three nil. I know red card or not, that's an amazing result. Um, but yeah, so let's do a prediction and let's start with Hedo because I don't want to, you know, take away his thunder from from the Liverpool side of things. But what yeah, are I've you got, thinking, boys? I'm going Liverpool. Yeah, you have to. I think you're going to be outvoted this week, mate. Oh. <laughs> I just think Palace have a history of upsetting you. What, you're saying a draw? No, I'm saying Palace win. If they're going to do win. it, Palace win. Oh, my God. Wow. Luke, I think that it could happen, but I'm going to go with my head oh. instead of my heart. <laughs> Mom, I'm I thought you were going to join me in stitching him up. I'm go- no, I'm going a Liverpool win just because, you know, our votes count. You know, we've got a little bit of a side bet going as well. And um, I-, I like Liverpool. Um, I think I think they're going to have to earn it, though. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Uh, okay, now next game: City versus Southampton. City played Leicester and won one nil. Uh, Southampton drew nil all against West Ham. Um, yeah, so Edison in that game copping a massive boot to the face. Um, yeah, that looked Barnes. a bit dangerous. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty hectic. But um, there wasn't really much in this game to get excited about. I mean, no. Nardo's goal for a, from a fantasy point of view, excuse me, 
from a fantasy point of view, isn't exciting. He's not going to play many games. You know, like, it just, for me, doesn't say much. It was a good game. Like, Leicester played fucking well. Oh, yeah. I want to heap praise more on the other side. But City, obviously, were just standard City. I think a a big shout-out, the fact that Sterling was a sub again. Mm. Fantasy is is an interesting call. Yeah, and look, yeah, he's, you know, probably pretty energetic as a super sub, but... Yeah, they just have so many options. Rotation is just always going to be a problem for people there. And now with Foden also fit again, like he was on the bench this week. Mm. I don't know if he came on. I don't think he did. But he'll be back in the mix in the next week or two. So another player to consider. And probably worth just mentioning that he is now back from that injury. And if he's available on your waiver wire, probably worth a punt as a fifth mid. Same with Um, KDB. He's got no injury symbol now, so... So there's gonna be there's gonna be a shake up at City for sure. So yeah, if you own City players, be aware of that. And if there's some available, grab them. I'd get doubt KDB is available. Uh, next <laughs> next one, uh, Southampton versus West Ham. I'm surprised by this result. Man, how do they keep how do they keep getting results? Like I was in my mind before the season, I was like, these boys are going down. They look yeah. horrible. They've sold. Vestergaard, Ings, and like they obviously lost three one to Everton on day one, but then they got a point out of Man U, a point out of um, Newcastle, which is not amazing, but then a point out of West Ham, so they're getting points. Yeah, yeah. look, they are, and there's and they did make some like, some decent ish signings. I just don't know what's going on. Yeah, I, I just don't see them as a fantasy team right now. I don't like, think I just... so either. There's no shining light to to really pick up. No, I, you know, that's, and that's why I don't think we should really spend much time on them this week. Um, yeah, look, West Ham had a pretty off day and so did Antonio. So I think we can probably just move on and say, yeah, it was and a blip. And they've got Man City, Wolves, Chelsea, Leeds as their next four. So, well, um, okay, I think this is probably going to be pretty unanimous. I don't mean to yep. try and sway the vote before it's been had, but City to win. Yep. Yep. I. I <laughs> um, okay. City to win convincingly. Six goals or more. Who's calling it? Or six? Sorry, six goals or more, or six goals or less. Who's calling six goals or more? I'll say six no. or more. I'm saying six or more, man. I'm not KDB uh, back in there. Yeah, dude. I think it's gonna get hectic again. That's <laughs> one of their favorite score lines too. They like get to six. Like, okay, it, we should probably stop. Yeah, we should stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, embarrassing okay beautiful so Norwich versus Watford is the next one talk about a boring fixture yes um, and sorry Gerd if you're listening yeah sorry, sorry die hard. and I don't mean any any you know negativity towards them they just to me are not that exciting this season um, so Norwich lost 1-0 to Arsenal that yep. really tells you how they're going to do this season uh, and Wolves won two nil against Watford. Mm. So we've, we've talked a bit about that Arsenal game, but anything you guys talk about with Norwich? Oh, nothing crazy, man. Obviously, last time they came up, they brought a little bit of form with them, and they started off okay. We saw like ten goals from Puki, I think, across the season, but they are struggling, and you do not want to touch them at all in fantasy. So. 
Yeah. They're pretty much a guaranteed clean sheet if you verse them. Like I think three of the four games have been a clean sheet against them. So if you're if you got even just as a random waiver pickup, tempted by clean sheet points of versing them. Yeah. And look, Watford, uh, well, typically quite defensive. It'll be an interesting game because I think it'll be pretty open between these teams. I mean, and, you know, let's move on to Watford. They lost 2-0 against Wolves. Um, I mean, they did look lively. And, you know, there are chances for some of those players like King, Saar and Sissoko um, kind of making their attack look a bit better. But again, I just think when you look at like how competitive the Prem is, they are not at the level. Mm. Like this year just seems crazy in the Premier League. Yes, yeah. it is. It is very competitive. Um, I think that they've got a couple of games um, back to back, Norwich and Newcastle, that they can probably get a couple of results from. Maybe a win from Norwich and a, hopefully a draw from from Newcastle for my old man's sake. Um, but I will agree. I think you know they they don't look great, but they look like they're creating chances. I, uh, I, I think it's harsh to say they don't look great. Like, look, they actually probably are pretty solid. And I think we've mentioned a couple of weeks in a row now that they do look decent. But the just the competitions too. Oh, the level's just crazy this year. Yeah. Like, there's, there's teams like Everton and stuff like that that are coming out of the woodwork that are actually playing quite well. And when those teams kind of come and hit form, then it's really hard for these guys to stay up. Yeah, definitely. Boys, I'll just quickly just give you some highlights from these, this fixture between these two teams just in the last season because obviously both in the championship. Watford won 1-0 both times. Yeah, and um, that makes sense to me. And I would I'd back that result again. Yeah. That's what's Well, good. that leads us in. Let's, let's predict this one. Why do you're going a 1-0 Watford, are you? Aye. Aye as well. I think you just can't. Okay, I was I know, you don't, draw, so. Hito, when you're saying I, you don't say as well. You just say I. I just wanted to reinforce it because I strongly believe it so no. much. <laughs> no, you, you're getting all the eyes wrong. <laughs> I have something to say <laughs> oh, God. about this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Miles, do you agree 1 0? Uh, I was going to say a draw, but um, I'm outvoted, so we'll go with Watford. Wow. Wow, we're not liking we're not liking any draws this week, are we, boys? Good. I hope you're not listening. That's why I'm a bit worried. Yeah, about <laughs> but let's move on to Aston Villa versus Everton. Um, Whitey, what happened to Aston Villa last week? Oh, oh I'm so glad you asked. Uh, now they lost three 0 to Chelsea. As that things are going right in the world when that's happening. Um, and yeah, Everton won three one against Burnley, um, which is very interesting. Um, yeah, so Chelsea, fuck yeah, boys, get on it. I mean, yeah. oh God, sorry, I'm starting to talk about Chelsea. <laughs> he can't help himself. I got a bit excited there. <laughs> There's a time uh, and place, mate. There's a time and place. Sorry, sorry. I will say that Watkins had a very good shot on goal. Um, I will also say that Mendy saved it probably better than the shot was his save. Yep. So, uh, you know, minus that mention. Um, but... Watkins did start in this game. Oh, yeah, he did start in this game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is the first from him in this season, uh, basically playing alongside Ings and kind of answering, potentially answering a question we've been having about Aston Villa and how yep. they might line up once Watkins is in the squad. Um, so I think that's probably good for Watkins and Ings owners in general. Um, but the result, Aston Villa, is not good and it's 
it's kind of they're a bit like leads to me um this season like they haven't had a crazy good start i mean leads have had a really bad start to the season yeah have aston villa got a win yet um oh yeah they did get yeah they have yeah sorry i'm being they harsh. also they were also missing martinez this week yeah due to the the block from international quarantine so but boys i think it's a nice yeah and Buendia. i think it's a nice segue of this waiver question someone's um sent into us about a priority of do you drop an aston villa defender who they have means um they're looking at duffy from uh brighton but i guess that's a nice you know segue of this question as well as generally do we think villa can their defense can pick it back up like they were last season can you? I need to know the fixtures upcoming. I think. Like, can you just Aston lay out Villa, Villa's fixtures? Aston Villa have terrible, terrible fixtures. Yeah. And Brighton don't have the greatest fixtures, but they're still better than Villa's in the next like five weeks. I guess it's I, longer I, term too, just because of what I, Villa produced last season. I've been having this thought lately from a fantasy perspective, like, and just like a strategy side of things. When you look at the fixtures like this, right? Aston Villa have really crap fixtures. They haven't had a great start to the season. And if you were to drop some Aston Villa defenders right now, pretty unlikely that people are going to pick them back up. Yeah, I mean, you are taking a gamble, but it's unlikely. If people know what's going on, then they're probably going to be like, no, none of those guys look very appealing right now. But once their fixtures get good again, they could they could very much come back. And that's when you really need to pay attention and try and pick those guys back up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for me, yeah. Like, what are Brighton's fixtures? Have you guys got that in front of you? Yeah, yeah I've got it here. You go, Marlo. It's not, yeah, so it's it's Leicester this week and then Palace, Arsenal, Norwich, City, Liverpool. So they're not great either, but they are slightly better than uh, mm. than Villa. It's really... So Villa has to play everyone now. I, I guess my question would be why Duffy? More than anything. Like, if this I, is a waiver question... I think it's probably just best available. Really? As, as one of the... It's a deeper league from yeah, the okay, chat. So, it's, it's kind of that's... And he's got some okay form. Like, he scored a goal, and now they've got a clean sheet. Um, so, it's yeah. just... A, and, and they're quite similar in terms of points. So, it's just kind of a... I would say, based off this right now, you could probably drop Mings for Duffy and still pick Mings back up. Um, when the fixtures come good, even like two weeks before they're going to come good. If you're really desperate to get him again, then yeah. you could get him back. Um, but in saying that, I think right now, Duffy is probably the better option to me. I don't think that Aston Villa can replicate the defense that they did last year. Um, that And I, I thought that from preseason. That's why I didn't go with um, drafting any of them uh, this year. So, and I really like the look of Brighton's defense. Uh, so I, I'd be picking up Duffy in a heartbeat. Ooh, heartbeat. Nice. Love those tips, boys. Okay. Hito, what were you going to do? Uh, I like that too. I think there's a, a question mark over Villa and either holding it for long term and just securing that, or yeah, you can do what you say and, and take the, the short term hit and hope that no one else jumps on it. Yeah, and I mean, you, like with Mings, like you're not really hoping. Like, no, it's, it's a bad run of fixtures. You're probably going to be able to get him back if you want him back, as long as you're proactive about it. Yeah, uh, do what I do: set reminders in your phone. Yeah, <laughs> Say, but, hey, don't, but don't, but don't leave town though. Hey, oh, go, don't go out of reception. 
Don't, yeah, well, don't worry. No one's well. No one in Australia has got any problem with that right now. No but one's just, fucking just leaving their own house. Just took me back to that time when you were uh, out in the bush somewhere and you you missed the waiver. Oh, don't start me on that shit. <laughs> don't take holidays is all I can say, especially yeah, when waiver times around. And go to places with reception. Um, it wouldn't have made any difference, you know. Oh fuck! I knew you were coming in with that. All right, let's move on. Boo, boo, Miles. Um, Love it. I hear drinking. I, I hear drinking makes the vaccine null and void. So you're in a lot of trouble right now. <laughs> All right, buddy. Don't start. I'll still be seeing you. <laughs> All right, yeah, three one Everton. I mean, we spent a lot of time on Aston Villa then, which is probably not the right thing to do because Everton are looking impressive here. I, I kind of want to get in. To a Boys, bit they have my attention. I, I know we were... <laughs> this is such a big turnaround from you. Like, pre-season, you were just shit-talking to me. Like, I was. I didn't have a lot of confidence at all, and they've now proved it over the games, the few games. You've got to look at the form, and obviously it seems a little bit slow now as people jump on players straight away. Um, but, you know, we like to sometimes have a calculated lens of who we pick up, particularly when we've only got maybe one position to play with. And the, the returns from... Townsend, Dekure, Gray, you know, Richarlison, DCL who? Yeah. <laughs> DCL who? Is that what you just said? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. But, like, that's, this is a game where we don't even have DCL playing. I know, but I mean, like, there's, there's boys in there. I know. Outside and they, of them. You know, they're not the, the sole Exactly. Hero. And Burn, Burnley are not... I mean, you can look at Burnley and go, oh, that's 3-1 against Burnley. But Burnley are a team that are usually pretty fucking solid defensively. And it's not necessarily easy to score three goals against them. So, you know, I, their attack is looking fairly prolific. And, you know, Gray has been a big part of that. And Townsend, like, I think Townsend is hot and cold. I think we've said that before. Yeah. And I think from a fantasy perspective... A lot of people are going to jump on him very quickly after seeing how he played. But I think the first person to fall out of that team right now is him um, as soon as DCL comes back. And I think that should be Me said. Too. Yeah, and the one thing about Gray is even though you can't take it away from him because he has scored three goals, but he's actually had four shots and three goals from the shots. Um, so it seems like it's kind of like one of those Lingard moments from last season where every time he has a hit, it just goes in at the moment. Yeah. Um, so those underlying stats aren't fantastic for him, but I'm not taking that away from him because I would love to have him in my team. But it, that is something just to look at at the moment. Yeah, look, I agree with that too. And yeah, I think as Gray for me was a pickup. He's, he's basically a fifth mid for me who's performing very well. And I think yeah, if there is a shift in form, I'm going to act quite quickly personally about trying to mm. pick up anyone else who's maybe looking good, which I love having a swing midfielder this year because I didn't feel like I had those last year, even though Miles was yeah, suggesting Sterling was. <laughs> that's what's killing me. And I'm probably going to have to drop Sterling like pretty soon or try to get some sort of value in a trade. But it, it's actually here, killing me, guys. It's killing me because I've I can't really drop a mid and I can't really drop a defender. And there's plenty of people that I've wanted to pick up for the first you know four game weeks. And I feel like that's probably going to be my demise this season of not having those swing players to get you know a Wolves player when they've got this run. Yada yada yada. So I mean, 
I think having a swing player, especially in draft, is probably one of the most essential things that you need. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. And it's it's really hard. Like, Yeah, it also ties into not getting attached to a name or a player mm, and yeah. holding and hoping. It's cutting ties. Like you know, Mings is not the biggest star, but it's an example of cut your losses. Yeah, go, go hard on someone else because they could easily yeah. get you the results you need. And you only need them over the next... Because they yeah. come in, they come in as your fifth option every time. Yeah. And no matter what, they're your fifth, they're your last defender or last mid or whatever. Yeah. And if you need to drop them again when they drop out of form, you pick up the next form player. But yeah. this strategy is very much based on our league, which is a seven-man league. In more competitive yeah. leagues, it can be probably much more valuable to hold on to players like Mings. So, you know, maybe we didn't look at that with the most perfect lens, but yeah. Can I just quickly say, because Miles just did this like motion to say move on, but Decore's pass was fucking awesome. Oh, we crazy. didn't even say that. Like it was yeah. so nice. I yeah. was like, oh, he can yeah. pass like that to my boy all day. Yeah, he's got a new lease on life, man. I'm surprised he didn't rip his shirt off for that assist, dude. I wouldn't blame him. <laughs> I'd rip Chuck two shirts. He should have chucked a C. C. Oh, okay, mate. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Um, All right, let's get a prediction, boys. And no goal of the season, you know, in there. Townsend's goal, you don't... Oh, know? mate, it, it was nearly there. It was nearly there. Okay. All right. Everton versus Aston Villa. I'm saying draw. Oh, really? I'm going to say draw. I'm going to say draw as well. Fuck off. Oh. I disagree. I think it's going to be really cagey. Uh... I just have to say, I think Everton edges Aston Villa right now for form and everything. But yeah, I'll have to go with you guys. Noted. Noted. A draw? Oh, I hate, I hate, I hate predicting draws. I hate predicting. Boys, we've okay. got to win our money somehow in this multi. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. All right. Brighton versus Leicester. Now, yeah. uh, Brighton won 1 0 against Bradford, uh, continuing a pretty decent run of form. Um, and they seem to be grinding out results a bit better this season. Um, Leicester lost 1-0 against City, which seems unfair. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about Brighton first. Um, yeah. Boys. Brighton, the defense. They're just doing well. Yeah, I think, you know, we spoke about Brentford before. They had a couple of opportunities, but they probably weren't clear-cut opportunities. And I think that that's, you got to pay credit to the way Brighton defended. Um, obviously, it's a lovely finish by Trossard, you know, using oh. the, 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 the two defenders as a little bit of a, what, mannequins mm. just to like... Dude, holding out. right bumper on that one for the finesse shot. like Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that shit. Yep. I like that too. But I think that this is going to be a really similar uh, scoreline for a lot of Brighton games. I think they'll really hold out um, in defense and they might nick a goal here or there. Maybe yeah, not against yeah, like, Leicester. Well, last season, I think things have gone their way a bit, Brighton. Like, maybe they've got a bit lucky at times. And last season, this was a draw. Yes. They would have, they would have, had, they would have had probably three draws by now. Because it was 90, 89th minute, I think, this goal too. So, so things are just was, falling yeah. their way. and That's what they needed. It is exactly what they need. But Brighton defense is definitely an interesting uh, fantasy prospect. Yeah, I, I just want to give one shout out before we move on to the new defender. Um, 
Kukurela, um, he looked quite lively, getting involved, mm, passing for the assist. La Cucarela, so, la yeah, I liked, I liked the look of him. <laughs> Playing that wing back. Yeah, I, I saw that as well. I agree. Okay. Uh, Leicester. They lost yeah. to City. But fuck, did they look good. They, they did, looked pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I just saw there was just some things in there. Oh, disallowed goals and... Oh, oh, throwing their bodies in, man. The defending was Jesus. in the first half. They were just three or four people sliding in, doing anything they could. And yeah, it's a shame they, they, they didn't get some points from that. And Vardy's offside goal was such a Vardy goal. Oh, like, oh, so good. Just let him have it. So yeah. unlucky. Yeah, I didn't like that. Him not getting that goal was a real bummer from a lot of perspectives. I think special shout out to Schmeichel. He was fucking immense in this game. Yeah. Um, made some amazing saves and, you know, basically kept the scoreline what it is. Yeah, um, he did. Dude, and there was I one think... time there were like the whole City team was in the box. Yeah. He was an early chance and the, the whole City team is just like fucking kicking it, trying yeah. to get in there. So dogged and they're mate, all just like, in there. Mate, it's like watching like a, a under fives game. <laughs> just kids Dude. just hacking at the ball. To me, it was like watching like one of those battle scenes in a movie where like, you know, like the, the two armies collide. Oh and yeah. You just like, don't even know who's on your side. Like in the, <laughs> in the battle, you're like looking yeah. around, you're like, fuck, just get the ball. And like, yeah. it was just chaos. <laughs> it was pure chaos. But I think we also need to give some a little bit of a shout out to to Harvey Barnes this week. I thought he co- looked quite good. Had that chance where he did end up um, hitting Edison in the in the face with his boot, but he was throwing himself in there. He put in a really great ball for the um, Vardy offside goal. He came off the crossbar from a, a header. Maybe we're starting to see a little bit from him. Yeah, Maybe, and that's, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think there's signs there. And they've got some good fixtures, boys. So I'm liking the look of, of Leicester assets. Yeah. No, that's a very good point. Well, why don't we lead into the, our prediction for this next game? Uh, all those who vote Leicester say aye. 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 Oh. No, Miles, you're just trying to be conscious. Oh, you're just trying to be fun. No, no, I swear. I really like the look of Brighton's defence. I think that they really could hold out at home against Leicester. And um, Leicester hasn't really like. I know that they looked good against City, but they usually show up against the big teams. They do, and I think that's true. Breaking down a Brighton defense is going to be a lot harder than you know trying to play against you know like a Liverpool or a City type thing for, for Leicester. And um, I think it's going to be a draw, one of them cagey ones, boys. Okay, well Peter and I have outvoted you, so it doesn't matter. But I love your points. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, next game. Uh, West Ham versus Man United. Oh, West Ham drawing nil all against Southampton. Very disappointing for fans. Yeah, boys, are they dropping off? What's going on here? I don't know. Hang on, hang on. I, I, just let me say the result of the other one. Okay. Now, try not to get an erection here, Hito. But United Sorry, won four one, four one against Newcastle. <laughs> um, okay, let's yeah. circle back to Southampton versus West Ham. That should yep. get rid of any sort of. Uh, Tense that Hito has going on in his house. Um, yeah, not bad day in the office is what I'd say. Yeah. And I know it's two games in a row, though. They drew two all with Palace, now drawn nil all with Southampton. 
this is this the start of the downfall, boys? Is it early season little burst? You know, when we see a team sit in the top five for the what are their next fixtures? They've got United, Leeds, Brentford, Everton, Spurs. It's quite tough, actually. It's it is tough. It's definitely this is going to be defining for sure. I don't think we're going to see the same prolific goal scoring that we have seen, but I definitely wouldn't rule them out. I just don't see anyone dropping West Ham players right now. No, not not yet, but it's it's, it's me. I'm starting to question some of my assets. I, I, I think the discussion is is we're not we're not rooting for them, you know, or we're not predicting for them to to win the Premier League. We're talking about them as fantasy assets and. Even against all of those teams that we just mentioned, those hard fixtures, I still think that they can score. So for FBL assets, I'm holding, obviously. Uh, just they, they have, it's one game. I think it's a blip in the radio for West Ham. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, United is their next game. Why don't we get on to them? Um, mm. Hito. My boys. Thomas the Tank Engine. Why don't you just lead us into a uh, bit of United? Well, they looked good, boys. They they were they took a little while to get that first goal, but once it came, it opened. He the sounds like a United supporter now. They looked good, boys. <laughs> well, it's, it hurt me. It hurt me to say it, but when you got Pogba and Ronnie and you know take fancy as seriously as we do, it's it's hard not to get excited. Yeah, we're very but serious. They're obviously against Newcastle, who weren't amazing. I think that's summed up by Fernandez's goal. Fact that he basically was playing against the keeper only <laughs> in that in that shot. Yeah, what but a goal though! Oh my god, world class there. Wait, yeah. are you talking about the nutty goal? No, Fernandez's goal from outside the box. Oh my god, I loved that. That was a banger. It was just like, and what about his celebration? It was just like, I'm here, I'm I'm here too, boys. Like, yeah, it's not just the other Portuguese. Yeah. yeah, mate, I'm pro- I'm a bit younger than him. I'll be around hopefully a bit longer. <laughs> no, yeah, relevant still, but yeah, such a cracking not- goal. Yeah, it was good, but uh, I just don't like how he had a free shot. I'd agree. Like they should have closed him down, but it just shows you what a class player he is. That like that's almost a given. Like yeah. from that range, and there's not a lot of players that like you just go. That's that, it. Yeah, that makes it even more unexpected. I think for Newcastle that, that for me happen. is like you know where that's like leaving Ericsson available in that oh. area like Ericsson was classic for those yeah. kinds of goals yeah yeah he was he was <sighs> so just to round up United because I know that we've taken a lot of time on this pod but what do you guys reckon about having Lingard as a fifth mid I know he's only going to really be coming off the bench but he's got a lot to prove this season and I even think if he just gets 20 minutes a game, you know, with, with a tired defense of what they'll probably be playing after playing against a rampant man United now that Ronnie's there. But what happens just... when Rashi comes back, dude? Like that yeah. Rashi is going to be either competing for a spot, which I think is unlikely. I think he's going to come back once he's properly fit. He'll be in the starting 11 in my mind, but I may be a little biased because I do have him. But then he's competing with Greenwood, who has had such a good start to the season. I don't know. Yeah, I think it, you know what? I think it's going to be Sanchez that actually gets you know kind of embedded in the team slowly. I think that you can't Sanchez. leave Greenwood out. Oh, Sancho. Oh, sorry, Sancho. Sorry, sorry, Sancho. 
I, you know, I was throwing back the years to Alexis back, baby. <laughs> um, yeah. no, I think Sancho's going to probably be on a bit of rotation with Greenwood and Rashford when he comes back. What do you, what do you guys think? Um, I don't know, man. It's it's hard to tell. I can't see Rashi not not coming in to the team. Yeah, but... look, I'm really hoping. I think I'm biased. I do worry about that for sure as a Rashford owner because the team is so strong right now and he was kind of playing up front a lot, but he's very capable of playing on the wing. So I, mm. I just... We'll see. We are going we'll to fucking see. I but think... I really let's get hope. a prediction. Let's get a prediction, boys. Oh, it's all silent. I just left it silent because I normally talk, but I just thought I'll just be quiet. I'm going to go draw. I'm going to go United. United lost against Young Boys during the week, didn't they? They did, yeah, just I last they, night. Did they, they draw, lost, though? No, they lost 2-1. Oh, they lost in the end. Yeah. Okay. I turned Jesus. it off. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Though. What did you say, Miles? United win. Yeah. Fuck, I hate saying a draw, but I'm going with a draw. I like it though. I honestly like it. But I don't I think, think it's a goalless be... draw. I don't think it's no, a goalless draw. No, no, neither. I think it's two, two, two. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Put a score in, put a score in. Okay, last <laughs> one, boys. Oh, this is a good game. We yeah, love a bit of Tottenham classy. versus Chelsea. It's always a good game. Fuck, it's yep. good. I'm going to miss beating Mourinho, but it's fine. I can do it against Nuno. Um... Palace beat Tottenham 3-0. Thanks, Palace. Yep. Um, and yeah, Chelsea won 3-0 against Villa, who I already started to try and talk about. But like, <laughs> yet again, I'm trying to talk about him again. We'll start with uh, Tottenham. Look, oh, they, they just really didn't look good. Yeah, like even in when they had their 11 men on the field, that first half, like I think they had one shot and I don't even know if it was on target, but Palace had like eight or nine in the first half. Does that just um, show how important that uh, that um, t- Sonny is to the team? Sorry, I was... I think so. Yeah, and what I, I was talking to a friend during the game when we were watching it, and when Kane, he's so used to playing this deeper role when he's, when he's got the likes of Son to, to assist and, you know, play a little bit more counter that way. And I think that... He needs to play a little bit more attacking when Son isn't in, in the team, and I don't think he was doing that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a big change to the way they play when Sonny isn't there for them. Like, mm. It's just, I don't know, there's a, that's a gaping hole. Um, and lose, losing Dyer early for them, I think, really put them on the back foot. I don't think that they were ready to handle that mentally, and I'm kind of i'm not it's like i'm not surprised that that happened because sometimes tottenham's mental capacity uh drops off when things like that happen yeah Yeah. and they're struggling with injuries at the moment they've got a lot of people as question marks for this coming game sunny i don't think will be back um dies out they'll get romero back or the argentinian guy because he was part of that whole fucking schmozzle Yep. Um, which will probably be his first start. So still a lot of unknown there. I just feel like Chelsea are going to take advantage of that. And, you know, Kane is 100% capable of scoring something, a goal in this game. But Chelsea are really good at managing big games. And, yeah, I just don't think... Um, 
Yeah, I just don't think Tottenham will have it this week. Um, yeah, and I know that um, Emerson Royale, he uh, he looks like he's got a little bit of a hot head, but I, I, I did see a little bit of potential in him, uh, and it was his first game, so I think that he is going to make them stronger. Um, Royale it just depends on just what? depends on how long that dire injury is uh, is, is there for. I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't looked it up yet, boys. Yeah, no, I don't actually know either. Um, but yeah, I think Tottenham, look, you're not getting rid of any Tottenham assets right now, I don't think. It's not worth dropping because no. they have had a decent start to the season. Um, this for is sure. not a great result. And yes, Chelsea, you know, aren't a good fixture for them. But yeah, I think... Well, I let's, let's talk about Chelsea. Let's talk about the boys in blue. Oh, do we have to? Oh, yes, of course we have to. This is the best time in the pod. And what a great way to finish the podcast. Yeah, Miles, let's do it. Why don't you start? <laughs> you start. Well, I mean, I mean, Lukaku, he's just so good. I Lukaku? Mean, he, he finishes. Like, Lukaku. Yeah. He, um, like, he didn't actually have that many chances, but he just buries, like, two of the three three chances i think was created for him yeah um and he's just clinical he's, just, he's so clinical his finishing is is amazing I know which is not what we would have said about him like a, you know no. when he was at united that is the last thing any of us would have said about him we said his first touch was terrible and we would have said that he's like not super clinical and that was definitely at united he had been clinical in previous you know seasons for different teams yeah I think but, Conte has just made him into like a lean, mean, like fighting machine, you know, like pardon the pun. Thank you, Conte. Um, he just keeps giving, doesn't he? What a legend. But everyone knows, you know, like how good Lukaku is. But I think we need to look about a couple of other things that's happening at Chelsea at the moment. Obviously, we know that their defense is rock solid. Um, you know, Alonso has kept his spot. I'm not sure how long that's going to be for. You know, Rudiger, Azpilicueta are just definite options and definite trading tools. Yeah. I think that you should really be trying to get Chelsea defense because from game week seven, their fixtures just open the fuck up. You know, yeah. Like, That's the thing, isn't it? It's taking that. I think the strategy for the next two weeks is pouncing on a veil now to hold until game week seven because um, people yeah. might be scared by Spurs City. But. For me, as a non-Chelsea fan, there's you know there's a bit of rotation happening in there. Like Christensen was rested for the Champions League. Um, Aspi obviously came on as a sub, but wait, no, Christensen, Christensen started in the Champions League. Yeah, I mean he was rested to play in the Champions League. Oh, sorry, League. sorry, yeah. yeah. So, like for me, he was someone I was considering picking up this game week, and I saw He's... the clean sheet and I was like oh shit I missed out on it and then I saw he was not played anyway so I think that's a bit of a tricky one yeah Christensen I think for me is always going to have a question mark Tiago is such a good player and yes he's getting older but that is probably the most rotated will be one of the most rotated spots in our defense the nailed on players for me are Rudiger Azpilicueta and James yeah Alonso has direct competition with Chilwell but he held his spot in Champions League, though, didn't he? I so, know he did, but... It's it's kind of crazy. It really surprises me. But I, I think it's because Alonso's really played himself into that team to hold his position. Yeah. Yeah, he has. And he's a strong FPL asset. 
and especially against teams that we're going to have to break down um you know like as we said the fixtures are going to change for chelsea after these next two game weeks and alonso is crucial in those games because he gets goals and he's going to be really high up the pitch especially when we have these fixtures where we're going to be breaking down teams so alonso looks like someone to be traded for because there's no way he's on your waiver wire no Um, he's he's definitely not and boys for me um i'd love to hear your thoughts on on the option to jump on a waiver pickup of uh kabasic he played amazing he looked so good dude and in the champions league game i literally just watched it um before we pod potted tonight fuck me man he's passing to lukaku like there's a direct connection right now oh that between him this game yeah but he did it oh. in the champions league too oh. like he didn't get an assist from it but he there's clearly a connection there but yeah, yeah the assist yeah. from him in that game and then also like what a fucking finish chip the ball cross the face of goal like he it's, looks it's on fire so right now i mean in a short league like we have for example you can't pick him up, unfortunately. But, no. you know, once you get to the nine or ten man leagues, it, he might be worth a pun, especially for this massive run of fixtures that Chelsea have game week seven onwards. You've got to be drawn in by that form. If he's doing it over two games and if you see that carry. Yeah, but man, the question mark that, like, the question mark there is Kante. Like, huge question mark for me yeah. against his name. Because, like, yes, Kovacic will play himself into the team, but there's no way that for big games, Kante isn't going to play when he's fit. And on top of that, you know, he's now got uh, Saul to compete with, who had a pretty shocking debut, but welcome to the Prem. Um, And then you've got Jorginho as your other competitor. Like there's only two spots in that midfield and I think he's going to be rotated. And for a player like him, that you're not going to be getting assists and goals every game. Like, he's like a JWP for me. Like, if he was playing every game for Chelsea, then yes. But, like, and JWP, you know, scored all those um, points last season. Yeah. But for me, Kovacic is going to get rotated. And I don't think he will have enough impact. But do you think, like, they won't need someone like Kante when they get that really easy run of fixtures, like, to be the holder when you're playing as a back five? Like... Probably don't need that security in midfield. He can let more attacking play to break down Southampton, Brentford, Norwich. Maybe, maybe, but I just I don't know. Like Kante, dude, he's like one of the best players. Oh, I know, and it's more just what's needed in the system and what can be sacrificed. But but yeah, look, I, I don't know. I don't want to spend too much more time on him because, like, I just don't think for me he's not. I don't know. I know he's not an exciting option, and. I think it's just an interesting one to talk about just because a lot of the others are kind of given and and taken probably you'd only be trading for. Yeah. So he's a new face to maybe be picking up. I think worth mentioning is Zayek is playing. He's playing. Yeah. He's playing in the Champions League. He's starting the Champions League. He's starting this game. Yeah, Mount rested yeah. for the Champions League game or to play in the Champions League game. I, I think, you know, Ziyech, Mount, Werner and Havertz are just going to be on pretty much a rotation basis for those those other two positions behind Lukaku. But there's definitely priority. Like there's I definitely think there is priority. But there's definitely priority for Mount for me. Like I just think he's 
probably going to be the least rotated of the ones you just mentioned. I agree, but I think in a team like that, like we've seen in uh, Man City for the last few years, that um, I don't think anyone's as nailed as they think. Yeah, true, but not everyone's Pep too. Like Pep's but the also, but also not, in the game. But also not everyone scores, you know, six goals a game like City, so you can deal with a player coming off the bench. I don't know if a bench Chelsea players as tantalising for FPL. Not right now, no. I mean, look, the goals are clearly coming through Lukaku, and yeah. Wow. Very happy Soon, Hito. Soon we'll, soon we'll be having six goals a game. Future of English football right here, Maybe. Chelsea. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's predict this fucker. Oh, I think it's All those in favour of Chelsea? I. I wanted Hito to say I. it first. I... <laughs> You have to be stupid to not. Yeah, look, I think that's it definitely. Why don't we have a go at the the score? I think... I think it's just going to be like one or two nil randomly, yeah. you know? Like yeah. Two nil. yeah, I'd agree with two nil. Two, two nil. nil. Yeah. Okay. Boys, that was fun. That was uh, That's a big pod. Apology for the people who are still here. I uh, hope you enjoyed a bit of very in-depth Chelsea analysis, which we always love to do. Um, well, at least Miles and I do. Well, at least, at least we left it at the end this time so people could have uh, dropped off early. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> congratulations if you stayed. You won. Our love and affection. No, no, I was just going to say nothing. I was going to pretend like we hung up. <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, Great pod. Thanks for listening, guys. Great to see keep sending, you. Keep sending in your questions. Yeah, we love hearing it. Um, check us. Yeah, hit us up on FPL Draft Boys on Insta, Facebook, and... Yeah, anywhere you Twitter. can find us. Twitter. Yeah. All right. That's it, boys. See you next week. Catch you later, guys. Bye. Okay, the new prediction thing adds heat. boys.